special midweek episode of the Sports Room. We didn't do a show on Monday. We're not going to do one on a Friday either because that's one of the greatest sporting days of the year, the first weekend of March Madness. So we're doing one midweek episode of the Sports Room today. We're going to give you all the news that's happened so far this week. NFL free agency has blown wide open. The NCAA tournament playing games have all been played. And tomorrow is basically second Christmas. Uh, is when there's college basketball games all day, buzzer beaters galore. Then you got the same thing the next day on Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday you got the round of 32 leading into the Sweet 16. By far one of the best sports weekends of the year. Derek, how are we feeling? Feeling good, feeling excited. Over, under 2.5 buzzer beaters in the first round. Like legitimate buzzer beaters. Or like... Let's say like close last enough. five seconds, game-winning shot to take the lead. Um, I say over, under, do you think 2.5 or 3.5? You said 2.5. I'll say oh, I would Let's take the over 3. on 5. that. Let's say 3.5. Let's say 3.5. I'd probably take the over on that, too. I mean, I feel like that. Let's hope so. There's always games like that. I mean, they don't happen a lot. I'd say. It feels like it does, me. though. But that's what I mean. That's what I They happen a lot, but it just—they're never like they're not a lot of genuine buzzer beaters, like shots in the air as the buzzer sounds. But there are a lot of instances where there's a game-winning shot in the last ten seconds, you know, five seconds, the team takes the lead, that drives a dagger into the hearts of so many people. So yeah, I took the over on that. Excited for the next two days of not working <laughs> at work. My sister's getting married tomorrow. Oh no! So uh, she not know? <laughs> I guess clearly not. But uh, I should be able to watch most of what's happening, um, except for like the seven hours that I'll be doing that. <laughs> I so be, I won't be able to watch hardly anything. Is basically what I'm saying. I'll be glued to. But I'm going to watch a lot on Friday, and then obviously Saturday and Sunday. And don't have any other plans. <laughs> That's all I'm going to be doing. Um, rightfully so. All day. Um, so we're going to talk about, let's, let's, let's start with the NCAA tournament. Obviously, like I just barely mentioned in the open, so much has happened in NFL free agency the last two days, even just today, so much has happened. Coming, like, in the last five minutes, Adrian McCarron signed with the team. That news will be coming up in probably 15 minutes. But let's do the NCAA tournament first. Now, this is a 30 to 45, sometimes an hour long show. And we don't have time to go through and break down everything. Like we can't go and talk about every game, make picks in every game, uh, break down each team independently and really go in depth, nor do we have the resources to do such a thing. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through, we're gonna do Sleepers and Cinderella's. Now hopefully you understand the difference. Sleepers is like, you know, could be like anywhere, like a five, a four, five, six seed that could go deep. Cinderella's are like, you know, the small mid-major schools that are like double-digit seeds that get an upset in the first round and head to the Sweet 16 or something like that. Um, why don't we do the, let's do the, let's do like this. Let's do the Cinderella's first. So, um, I have a pretty good idea of who the Cinderella's that I think could possibly be this tournament. I feel like I have I knew some going in I was like yeah if they make the tournament they're probably gonna be a Cinderella but what say you Derek Crystal you're Cinderella so let's say you know double digit seed or an eight or I would say an not eight. a ten though tens don't count right tens count as ten Cinderella seeds? a ten seed a, well I mean like upsetting the first round no okay. I, I, okay we're talking about like a Cinderella to make it far I would say to at least the sweet 16 I think you Ooh. have to be you have to go to the sweet 16 to be a Cinderella I believe at least Yes. 
Um, I've got a couple. I will give you. I will give you two that I have thought about. Okay. Number one is in the South, Loyola Chicago. I think that they can knock off Miami and then knock off an inconsistent Tennessee. Okay. Uh, another one in which I think could be a Cinderella is the winner of Arizona State and Syracuse tonight, which when I originally looked at the bracket, my mind thought Syracuse. So maybe if Arizona State wins that, I might have to retract that. Who, 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 where, who are they playing in the first round, the winner of that Arizona game? State, Syracuse will play the winner. Ooh, wait, never mind. They will not beat Michigan State. They is that, is that the first round That's game? That's who they play. I was saying they, they, they're a good call to play. No, they play TCU. The first, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I see what you mean. To win the first round game. Okay. Um, but uh, I could see Davidson going, but my pick right now, Loyola Chicago. I'm with you on Loyola Chicago. Let me tell you why. And which makes me worried that I'm with you on that because usually when there's a Cinderella that a lot of people pick, they almost never pan out. I don't think a lot of, I feel like there's not a lot of people pick. Loyola Chicago's a good team. Okay, Florida... I'm a huge Florida Gators fan. For those of you who don't know, I'm a huge Gators fan. They played in the PK-80 in the preseason, right, which is like the huge Nike tournament that they had in Oregon. Um, all, you know, the I don't know how many Nike schools were there that were competing. And Florida played in that. They beat Stanford when they were there. They beat Gonzaga when they were when they were there, who was a four seed in this tournament. Um, they had a like a 15 point lead on Duke with under five minutes left in the final of the tournament. Uh, blew the lead and lost. Florida ends that tournament and goes home and loses to Loyola Chicago. They lost at home to Loyola Chicago on the heels of what was really a great performance in that tournament. Obviously, they're probably a little disappointed not to win, but. They come home, they, they lost to a mid-major team at home, and that team is this loyal Chicago team. They've only lost five games all year. And usually you can tell, my tiebreaker, like if there's a matchup, I'm like, ooh, I don't really know what's going to happen here. I look at who allows less points is my first, the first like thought that I have. Who's got the better defense? I take the same philosophy in football. Um, and they play, they have an outstanding defense. They're veteran, they got veteran guards who play really well. So I like them to beat Miami, who I think is overrated. Um, I watched them play in the ACC tournament, was not impressed. They don't have one player that can really score anytime coming down the floor. So I like Loyola Chicago in that as well. And I like him to beat Tennessee for the same reason. I've watched Tennessee play a bunch this year, and I just don't see it. I just don't see, I, I mean, obviously they've won a lot of games. Rick Barnes is their head coach, who used to coach at Texas. A really good head coach, but I just don't see it with them. Um, my other... Can I guess who your other one is? Yeah. New Mexico State. Uh, well, I, that wasn't what I was about to say, but I do have New Mexico State okay. beating Clemson and Auburn. Then sorry, continue. Auburn's reeling. I mean, they, they got blown up by Florida the last week of the season. They lost in the first round of the SEC tournament to Alabama. Um, Clemson has had some injury problems. So, yeah, I think New Mexico State will be both those teams and get in the Sweet 16. The other one that I was going to say, I got this team going deep. <laughs> I have the following team going to the Elite Eight. Is and it I the can't Jackrabbits? Even, no. Okay. I can't even tell you why. Like, I don't have a good, solid criteria for why I believe this team is going deep. But I have them winning two, like, two big upsets. And that team is Texas A&M. So I obviously have them winning, beating Providence in the first round and then upsetting North Carolina in the second round and then beating Michigan in the Sweet 16 and going to the late. To, uh, to the knocking eight. off North Two Carolina and, and Michigan. Michigan. Um, and like I just barely said, I have no like 
tangible criteria, these are the reasons why I'm doing this. The only reasons why I can tell you is that I know that preseason, Texas A&M was a top 10 team. They were preseason top 10, I believe. Uh, had a tough middle of the year when they lost. They, they lost a lot of games, had a lot of injuries. And I feel like now they're healthy. They got Tyler Davis, who's a really good big man. A lot of people don't know about him. He's a good center, physical, can dominate a game on the boards. And they have Edmond Gilder, who's a good guard. Um, I'm an SEC guy. I watch a lot of SEC basketball. I think they're really good. I think they're really talented. They're obviously, in terms of talent, they're a top 10 team. But they're a sleeper. They're not a Cinderella. Uh, they're they're probably more of a sleeper. Yeah, they're a seven. But... um, I figured that they were Cinderella because they were beating UNC and Michigan. But, yeah, so probably a sleeper. So let's we'll, we'll use that to transition into who we think are sleepers. So I've got Texas A&M, half sleeper, half Cinderella. Um, they're from a major conference. So I'm going with Texas A&M for my, my main sleeper. I have them in the Elite Eight. Um, I also, let's see, um, I got Florida going to the Elite Eight. No surprise there. I have Florida going to Sweet 16. I can't. I, I, I can't. No, they might even be in the Elite Eight. They put Purdue in the Elite Eight. They would play. Pur- they would put Purdue in the Sweet 16. Okay, that's as far as I would go. And then they would. And then I have them losing to Villanova in the Elite Eight. I can't pick against them. You know, anytime that I see them like up there, I'm like, yeah, I, I just can't. There's, you know, sometimes a fan who just takes over. Um, what kind of what kind of sleepers do you got, Derek? Uh, sleeper that. This is tough because I like Ohio State, but I think Gonzaga being a four seed is very overlooked. You have them going to the Final Four? Um, this is might be a surprise to you, Boa, but I have not completed my bracket. <laughs> I wait till the last possible minute to, to be done. I, I usually fill it out. I mull it over. I fill it out again. I mull it over. And I fill it out again, and I make changes. And obviously this has worked because I don't think I've won a bracket in <laughs> ever. But I keep doing it because I overthink it a lot. So I have not finished, but I think Gonzaga is a team that can go on further than you think. And the one seed that they're playing in their side of the bracket is a weaker one seed. Yeah, they've got Xavier in their bracket. That's the West bracket. And I've got Xavier losing in the second round to Missouri. I think, I don't know, maybe that's just a little bit of SEC bias, but they have, Missouri has, what was, he was the, the best recruit in the country coming into this year. He was the yeah. number one overall recruit. He did not play well when he his came back. back. Didn't play well, but that was to be expected, I think. You know, it's his first live action game and Which is why I season. chose Florida State to win. Right. I think now that he's had that game, he's got his feet under him a little bit. And they really almost won that game, even with how bad he played. Without him, they were a really good team. Um, they would have made the tournament without him even coming back. And so, I got Missouri beating Xavier in the second round. I know there's a lot of people who are up on the Florida State bandwagon. Let me tell you right now. Don't do it. Florida State sucks. Do you understand me? <laughs> they suck in every way possible. They're the worst that university is 100% on planet Earth. Bias coming out in this. Maybe a little bit, but when I know for a fact we will, we will because I will, I will always understand that Florida State sucks always. Watch them win. Just I'll for so you, Watch them win. I know Will, my own brother, was like, he said he had Florida State going deep. I think a lot of people have Xavier losing early, probably in that in the fir, in the second round. I was going to say the first round. They could lose in the first round. That'd be really cool. Um, most people have them losing in the second round. Maybe not. Maybe if not the Sweet Sixteen. You got to be careful with teams like that. But you know, I don't. I'm, I'm not, it's kind of the same way. I just don't feel it 
with Xavier. I just don't like see the greatness emerging from them, you know. Um, so I've got them losing to Missouri in the second round. They're one of those under the radar one seats. Yeah, you got to be weary of that because that's exactly what happened to Villanova the year they won the tournament. Do you remember that? Yes. They were one seed and everyone was like, oh, they'll lose but like the they always do. the reason they thought that, yeah, it was exactly that. They yeah. lose every year. Yeah, they'll, they'll lose like they always do. And That's why I'm come so and worried. Too. this buzzer beater. And so you never know. That could happen with Xavier this year. Why not? Um, all right, Derek. So you, how far have you gotten? I filled out the bracket completely once. And I looked at my final four and said, I don't like it. Okay. And then I have not filled it out since. I've looked at it. I've molded it over, looked at the first round games a little bit. But... Um, I do. I will probably finish my bracket. What time does the tournament start? About ten. Like yeah, early. In I'll the probably morning. finish my bracket around nine fifty. <laughs> On Friday morning, tomorrow morning. Thursday morning, tomorrow around. morning. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess it starts tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I think it's hilarious how you do that. Also, let me just plug this really quick. I've heard a lot of people, a lot of people, not necessarily picking this game, but saying it's one to watch, and that's Kansas Penn. I've, I've heard a lot of too. people saying that Penn has a fighter's chance to win this game. Let me tell you this. They don't. If I'm wrong, I will take whatever punishment <laughs> is on the line for this. But I mean, no. uh, okay, Penn. Kansas is good. Some quick numbers on Penn. They're 24 and 8. Their RPI rank is 124. They lost eight games as Penn. If they're a legit team to knock off Kansas... You don't lose eight teams in whatever Ivy League you're... Okay, I hear what you're saying, and and, uh, to an extent I agree with you. But let me ask you this. Do you think a 16 will ever beat a 1? Yes. That 16 seed is not going to be 30-0. and They're more than likely going to be a team like this that's 23-9, and you know, or 20, like 17-10 and or something like that. Let me tell you why. They played one ranked team. And, and they you lost. know who that was? I don't know who it who was. It was Villanova. And they got blown out, They lost out, by assume. 28 points. Okay. So I don't want to hear walking in that Penn is going to knock off Kansas. That is the most random pick. I would probably rather have whoever NCC slash TS is on that bracket, the winner of that <laughs> game playing Xavier, has a better chance probably. <laughs> They're not, they're not going to knock off Kansas. I do think eventually a 16 seed will knock off a 1. There's been very close times. I don't think it's going to be Kansas. Kansas has had a couple losses early recently. I think they're out. They're a little vengeful. They're not comfortable. They're not comfortable in that one seed. And that's what I think will make them okay. All right. So you so what you're saying is that you don't you have not gotten to your final four yet. Your final final four. I have not gotten gone to, there, have but gone you to have not gotten to your refined, purified final four teams. Correct. And those of you that know me know that's no surprise. Yeah, I'm a little hesitant because. You do not do not exp- do not you don't need to tell me these. I don't know if I want. I, I mean, look, I I trust you because I know that you're an independent thinker and like you have your your preconceived notions about but, teams. But we have had bad that you want to get there. Yes, we have. Which we, I was about to detail. Yes, let me just delineate this really quick. So, me and Derek, every year we're in a group, a bracket group with a bunch of our friends. We each pitch in ten bucks. Usually, it's a winner take all. Sometimes second place gets some. Um, this year, it's a big group. Have you looked at it? It's like 25. Yeah. So I looked at it. I invited everyone. It's $250 pot. You know? Um, one year, we were doing this, and it was the year Kentucky was undefeated and looked unbeatable. Like, they ran, yeah. ran roughshod over the SEC, dominated in the tournament, didn't lose a game, looked great in the NCAA tournament. 
when we were in the bracket that year, I had a thought from the beginning of the season, from the very beginning. I thought there's only one team. I ended up being wrong about this, but I was right you about the bracket. Michigan State? No, I picked Duke oh, to okay, win. Right. But I thought in my head that there's only one team in the country talent-wise that could match up with, with Kentucky, and that's Duke. And so I thought in my mind that if they ever play in the tournament, I think Duke, I'm going to pick Duke to win. And so before this, the tournament started, I noticed that they were on opposite sides of the bracket. And I, I thought, I was like, okay, this is it. They're both going to get to the final, and Duke's going to win. Everyone was on Kentucky that year. Everybody was. And so I'm talking with one of my friends who was also in our bracket group, and he's talking to me about my final four, who I'm going to pick. And I, told, I said, look, dude, I'll tell you. Let me tell you this. If Duke gets to the final four, they're gonna win the they're gonna win the whole thing. And he I told him I was like, I'm 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 picking Duke to win the, the entire thing. I think they're gonna beat Kentucky in the championship game. I got Duke. And in our group, in our bracket group, there were two people that picked Duke. Yeah. Two. Me and the person I told that to. And he did better in the early rounds, so he got the pot. And I was so Butt hurt. Salty. I was so salty. And so ever since that moment, I'm like, okay, do I really want to tell everybody what my final four is before the tournament actually starts, before the brackets are locked? And the answer to that question is no. But I'll tell you this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Continue. I have two one seeds in the final four and then no two seeds. My first final four was filled out with two one seeds and two three seeds. Was that the same? No. Okay, good. I do have a three seed. Mine will change. Mine will change. I will tell you this: I had this a similar experience with somebody in our bracket friend group who does not watch sports, and they were filling out their bracket, and every single question it was, "Who do you think is better, <laughs> Louisville or you know Xavier?" Xavier. Yeah. I'm like, well. If I tell you that, that's telling you who I picked. He's like, oh, not necessarily. I just want to know, like, who's better. If we want to know who's better, the lower seed is better. So you can just pick all those guys if that's what you want. Anyway, he similar thing. He asked me who I had in my Final Four. I told him who I had my Final Four. Looked at his Final Four later, and I'm like, that is exactly similar. I think he picked a different champion. Now, neither of us won, but, like... Yeah, you don't you don't tell people that ask you who you chose. I don't want to hear. I don't even want to hear yours, Bubba. I really don't. So if you're gonna if you're gonna say yours, I will I will not listen. So you can say it on air. But I'm with you, man. You can't you can't divulge that. And look, if it was if, if there's other people out there, like if this was like a nationally syndicated podcast and we have thousands of listeners, I'd have no problem because I don't care. You want to you want to copy my Final Four and all your other groups? Fine. But uh, I know, for example, you, and like I said, I, I'm not so much worried about you, but we have other friends of ours who I know listen to this. And I'm not saying that my opinion and my, like, I have authority over this, but I'm saying that I did this one time and it came back to bite me where I lost out on a bunch of money. So it's like, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to have all my friends hear my Final Four, copy it, and then me have lose it because I suck at picking earlier games, lose out on the pot. Um, the way that ESPN has their scoring set up, the most important thing, the most important thing is picking the champion. You can lose a lot of games in the first two rounds specifically. You can have a, a really rough time in the first two rounds. But you can make up for it if you have the champion. And especially in a big group, 
of people like mine, like me and Derek are in, if you don't do so well, perform so well in the first two rounds, the only way to win, you can separate yourself by having picked the champion. That's the thing. The only way there's two ways to win in this bracket with a lot of people. One is you pick a common winner, and then you get the first few rounds really good. Like if you pick one of the common winners, you got to nail the first couple rounds. Yeah. The other way is don't care about what else you choose. Just pick the champ. Yeah. And last year I did that. I chose Gonzaga. Almost had And it. I was one of two <laughs> that chose Gonzaga in the entire thing. See, I agree with you. And like, I, they that's lost. I would have won. I would have won. But they lost. So I went all the way down to like eighth. Sure. I, and that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly the strategy that you have to have. Now... I, I told Derek on the phone before we started recording the podcast today that I changed my champion today. I had a change of heart and changed it. And now I'm kind of thinking that I want to go back to who it was before. But for that reason, for that reason, is that the only way, I guess, the, one of the best strategies, one of the best ways that you can have a chance at winning is pick a rare champion. Pick a champion that no one's going to pick. And then if you end up with it, then it's you're going to win. It's yeah, a guarantee. It's a guarantee. You get like 360 pot. points. Yeah. And so, I don't know, man. I'm torn. But as of now, where things stand right now, I've got two one seeds, a three and a four seed in the final four. I bet. I bet I could guess those, but I'm not going to. It's fine. Unless you want me to. No, you can, you can, get, you can go if, if you want. Two, one, a three and a four? Uh-huh. No, Only, two ones, yeah, a, a three, three and, and a four. four. So if I get any of them wrong, just say I got it wrong. But if I get them all right, you can say that I'm right. Okay. Okay, your two one seeds are Virginia and Villanova. And your three seed is Michigan State, and your four seed is, on, is Gonzaga. You're wrong. <laughs> it's not a bad final four. Uh, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm, I'm scared. Anyway, um, so that's pretty much it. Oh, God. All right. Never mind. Everything we've got for the NCAA tournament. Um, it's one of the best times of the year. Seriously, one of the greatest tournaments. Not necessarily the best for picking a champion, I don't think, but overall one of the greatest sporting events that we have in America. Um, all right. So, obviously, other than the NCAA tournament starting this weekend, what has been sealing all the headlines is NFL free agency, which has come roaring through everybody's lives. This is like... All kinds of dominoes started falling once the league year started today. I guess really yesterday was when things started, you know, rumors were happening of agreed deals. Obviously, the biggest deal, Derek, the biggest headline was that Kirk Cousins had agreed to an $86 million fully guaranteed contract with the Minnesota Vikings, which I didn't see that coming, to be completely honest. Not from the beginning, I would oh, say. Yeah. I, didn't think, I didn't think they were really an option. Uh, I just assumed that they were going to go with Teddy Bridgewater or Case Keenum, but here they are. They've landed the big, the dynamite piece, the, the, the diamond, you know, and the, the whole free agency class that got Kirk Cousins going to Minnesota. So now, what do you think about the Vikings? I mean, they were already an NFC Championship team. Now they just added the best free agent quarterback in the prime of his career. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a win. I think the Vikings did well. Case Keenum did his job well. He did okay. But I think having Kirk Cousins come in there, that's a that's a big upgrade for the Vikings. Looking at the odds from Vegas now, the Vikings are, I believe, have the fourth best odds to win the Super Bowl. Well. So it's a pretty big swing. I mean, I, I assume they were pretty high up there already because they're a good football team, especially defensively. They're going to get Dalvin Cook back. They've got good receivers, well, well coached. I mean, 
they made it to the NFC Championship with Case Keenum, for crying out loud. And so, obviously, you're a good team, but you just added the quarterback that's got weapons now. You got Adam Thielen, you got Stephon Diggs, you got Dalvin Cook, like I just mentioned, is coming off of injury, but he should be back and healthy. This is obviously this is a huge win, and it comes at huge financial cost, sure, but there are two types of teams in the league, ones that have QBs and ones that don't. And I understand that absorbing or taking up a lot of your cap space on one contract hurts. It really does. That's why teams who spend a lot on wide receivers and sign their quarterbacks to huge contracts usually don't end up panning out too well because you know you can't. There's not enough money to go around. But I thought I kind of feel like you know about 26 million a year, a little bit over 26 million a year for him. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, and I get that it's fully guaranteed, but I you know I'm kind of one of those that thinks all these contracts should be fully guaranteed. I, don't, I never really got why they weren't. Now, did the Broncos miss out on not signing him because they got absolutely. Yeah, I was talking to a fellow Bronco fan, uh, and he was not too upset because of the amount of money they paid Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, I heard a lot of people that shared that same sentiment. That, like, you know, this is a lot of money. I'm happy that if that's what it was going to take that we didn't sign him. I'm not so sure. You know what I mean? Like, that's just what it takes. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be making that. Aaron Rodgers will be making that. Andrew Luck will be making that. Tom Brady obviously could if he wanted to, but he's not. Um, you know, that's just what it takes. Matt Stafford's going to be making that. Matt Stafford's a good example of if you take up too much space with your cap space with your quarterback, you can't really Nowhere spread it go. out. Yeah. Um, other teams seem to make it work, though. Um, I think the Vikings have now opened up on like a probably a, probably a three, four-year window where they could win a title before they're going to have to start paying all these guys they have on defense. You know, they're going to have to pay Xavier Rhodes and Trey Waynes eventually. They're going to have to pay, you know, uh, I can't, the guy, the, the interior defensive lineman whose name's escaping me right now. They're going to have to pay Anthony Barr, you know, Harrison Smith. All those right. guys are going to want to get paid, just like it happened in Seattle. But they've got probably a three- or four-year window now where they – It's tightening. Yeah. Um – I don't. I, I feel like if I was an NFL GM and you had a chance to land Kirk Cousins, I would have. I would fade him that. Especially if you're the Vikings, where you feel like you're a piece away. I, and I understand the appeal of Minnesota over Denver. Right. I don't know if if the Broncos traded to keep to leave to make space, cap space for Kirk Cousins. But if your cousin's looking in on that. <clears throat> You're thinking, well, the biggest asset that the Denver Broncos have is their defense. And they just traded away one of the, the most important parts of it. And so what are the I, older, I see older, the appeal. I see, the, I see, you know, I understand why it's Minnesota over so Denver. So the Broncos are, they have Case Keenum. Yeah. And that, that news broke before the Cousins news broke. And I can't help but think that this was an attempt by John Elway to be like, okay, let's get out in front of this. Let's say that we've decided to go with story. Case Keenum <laughs> over Kirk Cousins, presumably. Case Keenum. He's going to, you know, he's not going to get Kirk Cousins' money. Obviously not, but he's going to get a pretty solid contract, I think. And it's kind of an indictment on Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch. Trevor Simeon got traded to the, to the Vikings as well today. So he's obviously going to go be the backup there. But I think Paxton Lynch acts. And I think the Broncos are probably going to end up drafting a quarterback somewhere. That's interesting. Because, look, I don't know why people have jumped, and I mean jumped, to the defense of Case Keenum. And I think it's largely because he's a really good guy. I think te his teammates really like him. His coaches speak glowingly about him. Um, and he's just an overall good person. He had a really good season last year. 
Damn, he did. He had a really good year. He went 11-2, and two, I think, or 11-3 and three as a starter. Took the team to the playoffs. He will not perform that well again for the rest of his career. He just won't. I mean, plain and simple. I'm just telling you facts right now. We know who Case Keenum is. Case Keenum is the guy we saw fail in St. Louis. He had a chance to start in St. Louis. Couldn't do it. Obviously, I get it. It was Jeff Fisher. Okay. But he also had a chance under Bill O'Brien in Houston. He had his chance to play and be the starter. And he was awful. Okay, he's gone from team to team. He's had ample opportunities to succeed. He he couldn't beat out Sam Bradford to be the starting quarterback in Minnesota. Well, if that's the case, then the Broncos aren't going anywhere. Right. That's what I mean. That's why I think they're going to draft a quarterback. In the case. <laughs> Missed the pun. Dang, I did miss that. Um, the Broncos are going to draft someone, I think. I don't know how high. They should. They're going to they're gonna end up drafting a quarterback. And they're going to go into a battle. Maybe Case Keenum. You might have a sort of Chicago Bears, Mike Lennon situation where they've signed this quarterback. Then they're going to draft the quarterback, let him sit behind him for a few weeks, get his feet under him, and then bring him in halfway through the season and let him finish it out. I could really see that happening in Denver. Um, I'm just I, Look, I like Case Keenum as a person as much as anybody. I just don't think he's very good. I mean, think, I about how, think about how different this conversation would be, would be if he, if uh, Stephon Diggs doesn't catch that that prayer pass and take it to the end zone, and Saints end up winning that game. I think this is a really different conversation. Uh, he, we're not talking about his value being nearly as high as it is now. Right. I agree. I think that the Broncos are kind of going for one of those uh, Peyton Manning passes prime years, maybe banking on the defense, but it didn't work last year. They won, what, three, four games? The Broncos? Yeah. Uh, three, I believe. Maybe four. I can't remember. Um, anyway, that being said, like I said before, we don't have all the time in the world to go through everything that's happened, every person that's been signed, that signed for a team and whatnot. If we had a four-hour radio show, then sure, we could do all that. But we, we do a 45-minute podcast. So let's just go quickly, Derek, winners and losers. So why don't you say who you think a winner from the uh, free agency is? I'll say a winner. You say a loser. I'll say a loser. Cleveland Browns. Are the winners. Are they winner, are a say. winner. Okay. They got Jarvis Landry for virtually nothing. Tyrod Taylor. I mean, I'm not saying that they're they're a Super Bowl contender by any means, or even a playoff contender by any means, but they won in free agency. They were big news. They seemed relevant. They seemed smart. And I think for that, they won. I think a winner for me is probably the Chiefs. And they haven't made, since the Alex Smith trade, they haven't, they didn't sign anybody super, you know, well-known, splashy, whatever, splash the cash on somebody. They traded Marcus Peters, okay, but they also got Kendall Fuller from the Alex Smith trade, who, from all accounts, is a really good corner. Young, but good. Um, they obviously let go of Derek Johnson and Albert Wilson, but they did get Anthony Hitchens in return, who's a, he's a productive linebacker, you know, he fills the stash, he makes a lot of tackles, but they also signed Sammy Watkins, which is a pretty big deal, especially since I just talked about how they lost Albert Wilson in free agency. So now you've got Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, you, re- you send off Marcus Peters, but you get Kendall Fuller in return. Okay, and then yeah, you lose Derek Johnson, but you got Anthony Hitchens. They were a good defense last year without Eric Berry, who's coming back healthy. Okay, and now you've got Patrick Mahomes, who's probably a wild card, but played pretty well when he played at the end of the season last year. And now this is his team with weapons. I haven't even mentioned Kareem Hunt, so I think the Chiefs overall ended up being a pretty big winner. Do you have any other winners? I think the I think just from today maybe the Vikings stepped up a little Obviously bit. Obviously getting cousins and then right. trading for Simeon. Right. Um, 
Let me tell you, a lot of people think that the Bears were big winners. I'm not so sure. They signed this Allen Robinson from Jacksonville, who's apparently a pretty good wide receiver. I don't know a lot about him. They say he's a great, uh, according to the New York Post anyway, they say he's a, a, quote, terrific route runner who has the ability to break a game open and is highly productive. Uh, I haven't necessarily seen that from him over the years, but people are making a big deal out of that. They also signed Trey Burton. And look, nobody loves Trey Burton more than me. He's a Florida Gator. Um, as an all-purpose player, as a tight end, not necessarily known as a pass catcher. I don't know that they're winners, really. I mean, I mean, are you going to go to a Super Bowl with Trubisky and, and Allen Robinson? I just don't. I don't. That just doesn't quite do it for me. Anyway, I also think the the Titans got Deion Lewis. Did they? I didn't yeah. see that. And so that's they, a nice pickup for them. They got Malcolm Tr- Butler as well. Did they? They're picking up Pats. Patriots guys. Yeah. Let's go. Did they, they signed Malcolm Butler. Yeah. Uh, uh, five year sixty one mil. Breaking news here in the sports room. Five year sixty one mil, and then they signed Deion Lewis. So it's so Tom Brady. They released Marco Murray. So I presume that the two the one two punch down the backfield is gonna be Derek Henry and Deion Lewis. Which is great. Yeah. And it's then fantastic. you added another piece of what was already a pretty good defense. Yeah, you added another piece back in, Butler. The, in that secondary there. So yeah, I think dude that constitutes a winner for yeah, me. For I sure. think so for sure. All right, Don't losers. Sleep on those times. Losers, where have the Jets been <laughs> in all this? You are terrible, and you are irrelevant in this talk. Have they done anything that we should, that's well, they, worthy of uh, note? They did. They did sign Jermaine Johnson, who's a corner. They paid okay. him. He's one of the better corners in the league. Supposedly, they paid him a lot of money. That's about it. Teddy Bridgewater. Oh. Coming ooh. off catastrophic knee injury. Yeah. Hasn't played a game in a year and a half. Like, Extremely oh. deflating. For the Jets, you had all the money in the world to throw at Kirk Cousins, and he didn't want to come. Uh, you lost Muhammad Wilkerson as well, your best interior defensive lineman. You traded Sheldon Richardson thing they last have year. Going is uh, oh, what's his name? They re-signed Josh McCown as well. Yeah, never mind. They don't have many good things going, I guess. <laughs> Try to think of one. They're not. They're not very many. Um, like I said, did you trade away your, your two over the course of this last year? You've lost your two best defensive linemen. Um, obviously, you signed Jermaine Johnson, who's a good corner uh, to replace. I don't know who's going to replace. Their defense might be okay. Jamal Adams back there. They might yeah, be Jamal right. Adams and Marcus May, uh, Young, and they've got a defensive head coach to help mentor those guys. But look, again, like it's reading from the Bible. There are two types of quarterback, or there are two types of teams in the league: those who have a QB and those who don't. And the Jets, since the Sanchez. Have not had one. Even with the Sanchez, they didn't really have one. The fumble led that franchise into the pit of despair. And so they had their chance. They had their sights set on the guy they wanted. They didn't get him. And so the Jets are just in everlasting turmoil, it would seem to me. Um, I've seen, look, for me, a loser are the Packers. Okay, you get Jimmy Graham. You get Muhammad Wilkinson from the Jets, who I just barely mentioned. But... You elite, you cut Jordy Nelson, and I understand that you're you're theoretically replacing him with Jimmy Graham, but Jordy Nelson is Aaron Rodgers' guy. That's his boy. Like, wonder how Aaron Rodgers how that went down. I, I wonder how it went down too, but I imagine that he's probably pretty salty. Has Jordy Nelson signed with anyone else? I don't know. Not that I know of. Um, but. I just don't. I can't. I just don't get it. Like, he's been the most productive receiver they've had, 
and most consistent. He missed some of the year. It's just injury prone. He, yeah, I think, he, maybe he he missed some time with with injuries. I know, I know that because he's on my fantasy team. Yeah, and but when he's been healthy, he's been productive. He's been as productive as any wide receiver in the league. And you just cut him. You didn't even try and get anything for him. You couldn't have traded him. I mean, like I don't know, but they just they just lost out on Jordy Nelson. And if there's one person in all the sports that you don't want to be upset, it's your franchise quarterback. And you're talking about Aaron Rodgers, who's one of the most talented quarterbacks the league's ever seen. And look, if and if you're Aaron Rodgers, why do you want to come? Why do you want to keep coming back? They don't give you anything. The defense is bad. Mediocre at best. They just they, you can't attract any. No one's want, wants to come live in Green Bay. You're like, I'm sorry, Wisconsin. Like, no one wants to come live in your state. Like, it's negative a thousand degrees there half the year. And so, if I was him, I would keep my options open. I'm not signing the new contract. You hit the free agent market when he's what he'll be what thirty probably three four. Yeah, go play for go go play in Miami. We live in Florida. No state tax. Live in the beach. You know what I mean? Like, why Why is he doing this to himself? I just don't get it. So, for me, the Packers are a loser. The dude shovels with his gloves off in Wisconsin to get used to the cold, by the way. Does he really? Yeah. Is that a real story? Yep. I did not know that. Um, how about this for another loser? Let me just throw this out there. The Cardinals. Yeah. You pay Sam Bradford $20 million? Sam Bradford, you give him a $20 million contract. Are you kidding me? I mean, like... Tell me, if there's ever a thing that's tanking in the NFL, that's it. <laughs> also, I mentioned in the open, I kind of teased that A.J. McCarron had signed for a team. He actually signed for the Bills. Bills. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Look, anytime I think I have a, a pretty good idea of what's going to happen, I, I, the Bills. I just assumed that the Bills would trade up for a quarterback. I think they still might. I think they'll still draft I don't, one. I don't but think so. I really don't. I think AJ McCarron. They're going, like, do you, yeah. you think they're they pulling their chips? I think they're all in. Shoving their chips in the middle of the table on AJ McCarron. I, I can't disagree. I, I but <laughs> that is a risk because the sample size on him is very small. You really only saw him play two years ago when Andy Dalton hurt his thumb. What was it like the last week of the season? You yep. saw him play the the, the, playoff, the playoff game. Yep. They probably would have won that game if it wasn't for Vontez Burfick being an idiot. Um, so obviously he played well enough to well, win. Well, was that the game where uh, Jeremy Hill fumbled the ball? They had they had it. Jeremy Hill fumbled. They had it solidified. Yeah, they would have the had it. So over. Jeremy Hill fumbled, and then obviously they had ample opportunities on defense, yeah. but Vontez Burfick kept hitting people illegally, yeah. which kept moving the ball down the field, and then obviously the Steelers scored and won the game. <laughs> um, but AJ McCarron played well enough to win that game, and so obviously you like what you see, but mm, I don't know. He's been he's been tutored under Andy Dalton for the entirety of his career, whatever that is worth. Who would you rather be? Who would you rather have as your mentor, Andy Dalton or Tyrod Taylor? Andy Dalton. Really? Absolutely. What about Andy Dalton or um, Ryan Tannehill? Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's good. <laughs> I forgot you're a Bengals fan. Uh, not elite, <laughs> but he's good. <laughs> he's better than people give him credit for. Who would you rather have as your mentor, Andy Dalton or Joe Flacco? I don't like Joe Flacco. <laughs> <laughs> probably because he's in the same division. Andy Dalton. I'd probably go Flacco there. Yeah. Not that it's necessarily who's better. But who's who would you rather have as like teaching you? Maybe Flacco because he's actually won some playoff games. <laughs> Pull your head out, Andy. 
He's won some playoff games, and if anything, he gives some uh, some ideas on how Super to get a huge contract. Sake, yeah. Joe Flacco is another example of what I was saying before. You you give all your quarterback all your money, then your team sucks. Um, that's what's happened to the Ravens as well. All right. Anything else, Derek? You want to add? Uh, Any of the conversation that we've had? Thing, how recap? good is Cincinnati basketball? This is Florida beat, beat Cincinnati earlier I, this year on the road. I don't see him as a two. I'm interested to see how good they are. I don't either. Um, I believe I have them losing fairly early. Let me see I here. Just, I don't know. Part of me is tempted uh, to pick them to, to kind of move through. But uh, Well, let's see. I guess I got them going to the Elite Eight. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I'm tempted. It, there's I, some teams I, that you always see every year. The, the year it, it's never a surprise where they're at, right? Mm-hmm. But there's some teams where you see them like, like I know that this year Texas Tech is good, but it's like a three seed good. Oh, it's probably like the, the way people felt when BYU was a three seed. They're like, well, they knew we had Jim or so. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, Texas Tech is an interesting case. They're a good team. I feel like they've but they've honestly, beaten a lot of good teams, and I, but that, that's a popular upset that I've seen. SF Austin. When I think about a team game. like Gonzaga playing against a team like Cincinnati, initially I think Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I'm interested to see. I just thought I'd throw that question out there. So that's all. I just made a change to my bracket, and I stand by it. Goodness, that'll change tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not gonna make any more changes, probably to the first couple rounds, but I might make a change to my final four or the, my champion. I have see. since found out what your final four is, but you found out what it is. Well, I went through and looked at it, and I realized if you have two ones, a four and a three. And it wasn't what I said. I think I know what it is. Okay. <laughs> anyway, anyway that's once, all. The, once the tournament starts, probably on Monday, I assume, because after after a Sunday, there's a break between then and the Elite Eight. We'll talk about who our picks are, and all. We're also we're gonna have a contest here. Darius isn't here today; had to work. Um, but we're gonna have a nice little contest here, and you better believe there's gonna be a solid punishment at the end. Um, so all that will be announced after we all make our picks. We've made our picks, and then we'll announce that on Monday what the uh, punishment will be. But we gotta we gotta come up with it soon because if you have Monday. a bad couple first couple rounds, like if your champions Monday. out early, then yeah, Monday. All right, this has been the sports room, the sports show that actually talks about sports. Thanks for listening, downloading, subscribing, giving us a rating, telling your friends about us. That would be awesome. Uh, we'll be back here on Monday with full reaction to the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament, and surely more dominoes are yet to fall on NFL free agency. Um, so we'll have all that and more. Hopefully, we pray that Darius will be back soon. <laughs> He should have been back today. He really should. He, he wanted to come back today. He couldn't be here, but he'll be back on Monday, hopefully. So uh, we will see you guys, talk to you guys all then. Peace.